yes, you're clear. Okay, uh, this is We Make Sounds. Uh, thank you for tuning into this podcast. And I'm Anirudh. And I'm Siddharth. And today we're going to be talking about sustainable energy. Yeah. And um, just before starting the podcast, I would like to mention that uh, we're actually available on Apple Podcasts right now. So you can check us out over there. Same name, same thing. Just subscribe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me something about sustainable energy. Okay, like, uh, I would like to, like, start out by saying, like, defining what, like, sustainable energy or, like, a sustainable resources. Uh, We've actually studied this in our social studies in, like, 10th grade. So, what it says is that it's a provision that is, um, meets the needs of the present without compromising the needs of the future generations. Okay. So sustainable sustainable energy is literally something that we can use now that doesn't compromise the needs of energy for like the future generations. Okay, that like any form of energy that applies to the following definition can be categorized as sustainable energy, right? Yep. Okay. So, so like, sustainable sustainable energy has like uh, all renewable resources, uh, energy types. That is like. Um, Biomass, hydroelectrical, geothermal, wind, tidal, solar energy. Yeah, it has all of these. So I think so. Uh, I think solar is the only one that is very strong enough to provide enough electricity that can actually run the entire planet right now, right? Yeah, I think so too. Because uh, I've seen this documentary where they say that if we can actually put solar panel across the entire Sahara desert, like my, like, so that will be enough to provide the electricity for the, that's enough, enough to run the entire world. Like, okay. Yeah. So, and yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're actually right. The solar energy is like one of the most viable forms of like renewables energy, but like talking about the sun in general, Sun is like literally like kind of maybe the source of all forms of renewable energy because like the sun provides um, the sunlight till we die or like the sun dies out. So like the heat caused by the sun will actually like continue to produce winds and stuff like that, right? Uh, <laughs> so the earth will continue to get, um, the earth will like continue to produce heat from the core and it won't cool down, cool down anytime soon. So we're fine with that. So along with that, the movement of the sun, the earth, the moon and stuff, they won't stop either. And this will keep on producing tides. The And there will be evaporation happening because of the heat, stuff like that. It'll cause rain. So it's all interconnected, literally. Okay. I think I'll have to go against your initial claim that okay. sun is the source of sustainable energy because uh, energy by nuclear fission is something that we need to talk about. You can actually create a laboratory-like environment and uh, take a undergo a com- controlled nuclear reaction. And I think that en- like a, a control energy produced by a controlled nuclear reaction is enough to keep the world running for a couple of years. Yeah. That's what I believe. But like the I'm, problem I'm, with like nuclear reactors is the base disposal, right? 
Yeah, the waste disposal as well as the chain reaction part. Yeah, yeah, control chain reactions. Uh, I think the latter can be done pretty efficiently, but the waste disposal, like you mentioned, is a big problem. Yeah, exactly. That's like one of the main reasons why like nations are actually starting to like discard nuclear energy, right? Yeah, yeah. That is one of the main reasons. Uh, but actually, there are a couple of startups that are aimed in quark-based fusion instead of um, uranium fusion. Oh, like, okay. I've talked about this in another podcast, like the one with AI and all. Like, you can like quark is a subatomic particle, and quark is the particle that makes um, these things like protons, neutrons, electrons. Like, quark is the building block of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, um, if you actually fuse the two quarks, it, it's not go, it's not gonna provide a chain reaction is not gonna happen. That's my point. A chain reaction is not gonna happen if you fuse two quarks, and it provides sufficient amount of energy as well. So, a lot there are a lot of startups that are aimed at quark fusion. Oh, okay. Hmm. I think Bill Gates actually funding one of those startups. Okay. So um, that's something uh, we should look into as well because in the future, obviously, we are gonna need a lot of energy needs, uh, and I think quark fusion or, or the solar part, you know, solar panels like solar farms—that's what I'm mm, talking about—can yeah. be used to get generate enough power. Oh, okay. So also, I do think that if we are able to. Um, you know, conduct a controlled nuclear reaction, which does some, you know, dispose-based products. Yeah. We, can, um, we can actually, well, like, you know, put the waste products back in space. Yeah. But, like, okay, that is considering that, um, again, like, the space can actually, like, act as a medium of disposal because... Uh, the yeah. nuclear wastes are actually still radioactive, right? Hmm. Yeah, so it can actually affect the... Okay, it may not affect the Earth, like, directly, but, like, it is possible, right? Yeah, you see, uh, but if we do something like we did with the Voyager 1, you know what happened to the Voyager 1, mm, right? No. Like, it was... Act- okay, this was intentional... Voyager 1 was a satellite by NASA mm. that was supposed to aim at an alien life being. Like, if it was supposed to wander off into space and come in contact with the aliens. It contained disks uh, that showed how humans look like, uh, what, like some of the famous things that are there on Earth, like mountains and stuff like that. Mm. It also contained some music, like, you know, okay. the kind of stuff we listen to. Yeah. But uh, again, this in the 50s hmm. i think beethoven's was there okay I'm, I'm not sure i'm not gonna say that but music was definitely there um because um you see if when we can talk about stuff and that might not be the same language that aliens communicate in. yeah true so i think when you consider music it's a good medium that shows that some kind of vocal communication is happening even though they're not going to infer what it means they'll kind of figure out some something or the other. Like, we listen to Japanese anime beat music. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, so, uh, it was sent. And this mission, this is the only thing that we have built that actually went outside our solar system. Hmm, okay. uh, we 
and after it went outside the solar system we lost track of the voyager 1 oh okay uh, we can build something like the voyager 1 and let let it float in space and link hmm then yeah but like even in that case it is still like polluting the space in some way another right it is pollution but um the only other way i think to do is by building a dyson sphere around yeah the, yeah or any other star body that will take humans to a type 3 civilization no no yeah yeah it'll, it'll take us to a type 3 civilization hmm. yeah so i just want to give like a quick shout out by the way like if like people if you people want to ju- just check out like uh, what a dyson sphere is you can actually go check out the kuzgasart channel they actually yeah, yeah. they actually do a pretty good review on these kind of stuff hmm. yeah so that's it you can yeah uh, i think you should just give a brief description as yeah, well because maybe, yeah Yeah, can you just go ahead and give okay, it? Okay, so a Dyson sphere is literally like um, it's kind of mega structure which is like completely en- encompasses a star, right? Yeah. So it like captures like a large amount of its energy out output, and it's yeah. So it's like somehow if we can tap into that amount of energy it's like it would like literally meet all of our energy requirements yeah more than our energy yeah exactly so uh so like literally what happens is okay i just want like uh, give like the underlying theory behind this so what happens is like only a small amount of um uh, energy of the star is actually reaching the surface of the planets so like if you build a structure like a dyson sphere dyson spheres what happens is like um it helps us to, like um harvest nearly like mm, i think nearly 115 percentage more energy compared to like what falls on the surface of the earth okay yeah and apparently like the first um like i think the first like imaginary thought of like something like a dyson sphere was actually like made in somewhere in the 1940s like okay. in some kind of novel or something apparently um, yeah so that's it like do you like want to add anything to that not much actually you've explained it pretty well like what's a dyson sphere and stuff yeah not Yeah, again, like I mentioned, that would take humans to a type three civilization. Yes, exactly, a, spa- a space-faring civilization. Yeah, currently we are living in like a type one civilization. We'll be type two once we go off and live, start another, start the same civilization on a different planet. Yeah, we'll be if we can consume the entire resources. Of True. <laughs> sun is the main source of energy in the solar system hmm, yeah so far so not everything completely so based on the information we know sun is the major source yeah exactly of- exactly yeah we can happen it up that we predict true um, yeah do you want to say something more about other sources of energy like uh, hydroelectric city or wind power something like that okay we can actually talk about um 
do you like people do do you think that people actually talk like much about like geothermal and stuff like tidal energy the thing is tidal the amount of heat tidal energy produces is not that very high like you know it's not very high compared to what solar energy no, does tidal so, energy is something like um like where you literally suspend something like a buoy or something on the sea of a surface of the sea and like the waves actually drive a propeller and so that's actually used to create energy right something like that yeah yeah but again the energy output is not that high comparatively to solar energy and yeah i think that's the reason why nobody talks about tidal energy i think okay so like what do you think about geothermal geothermal energy maybe the lack of resources i honestly don't know why hey, geothermal is literally like uh, you're like ta- uh, there's like a lot of heat built up in the earth and like there's water sources and like the heat actually heats up these water sources and like um, brings hot out spots. Hot yeah spots, hot right? spots literally so this heat actually comes out in the form of ge- geysers and like small eruptions and stuff and you can actually use a turbine to like um har- yeah. harvest that kind of energy right yeah you can actually do that but again there are not a lot of hot spots on earth yeah. that's what i've true maybe like actually this from geothermal energy is actually used in united states i think now i don't remember the state to be frank i think it's either nevada or arizona like there are hot spots in that you know southwest region and the people are actually using those hot spots maybe california as well the thing is i don't know the like the main point i want to make here is that united states is making use of their hot spots mm, okay um, yeah there, there is that as well um but again there are uh, hot spots are not there in all parts of the world oh, okay yeah and I, uh, fyi i was actually just checking out like tidal energy right now and uh, apparently like the potential of like tidal energy is like astounding and it's like untapped resource apparently it can like produce 2640 i don't know what the unit is by the way it's called twh per year i can actually check that out there or i don't know I'm, i'm making up stuff by the way i'm assuming stuff yeah it's terawatt hour shit yeah uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah apparently it can like <laughs> produce this water yeah uh, and apparently uh, like 1 terawatt hour of energy per year can actually pr- uh, like power 9000 93850 average us homes yeah yeah 90 yeah 93850 so how much tera what was the potential 2, by the way 2640 93000 homes yeah and we got 2500 i'm assuming okay, just think 2500 yeah so that's like 93100 okay that's like more than billion homes in yeah literally and i'm pretty sure there's not even that many homes in the us so no that's not a billion home that's like 100 so sorry 100 okay so somewhere of that sort so that's it yeah but again the thing is 
um, you're only talking about one country right now. There are more than a hundred million homes if you compare it with China. Yeah, true, 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 true. That's the reason why a lot of people didn't want to invest in China. Because it is a business, yes, but it's not infinite. It's finite business. Hmm. Yeah. Finite reasons, I'm not talking about it. Waves are going to stop coming. No, not like that. Finite as for an uh, investor or some dude. Who's yeah, it's not just like uh, for investors and stuff. Like tidal energy is like accessible to people who are actually like near to the coastline. As you like move further inland, it's actually like expensive to like carry that much electricity over like a lot of distance. There's like obviously going to yeah. be power loss and stuff, right? Yeah, obviously there's going to be a power loss. Yeah. But I think that's the main reason why solar energy is highlighted in media as well as in the eyes of VCs. Because yeah. solar, like I mentioned, we're only talking about Sahara Desert. Again, it's the largest desert. I give you that. But we're only talking about a single desert exactly. that can literally light up the entire planet. Yeah, You know, in Elon Musk visited China once, like I think two years ago, mm-hmm. and in an interview, he actually gave a very, very, very good plan to solve the energy crisis in China. Mm-hmm. Okay. What he said was, ninety percent of the Chinese population, similar to Japan, lives in the cities, mm-hmm. and these cities are mainly located in the coastlines of China. Okay. That means a lot of inland China. Is left unoccupied. Hmm. Well, if we can put solar panels across these inland unoccupied area, yeah, we can pull up enough solar energy that can lit up the entire country. Maybe yeah, you're right. That's a very good idea. Yeah, that is. Yeah, I do get it. It's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, he just literally solved their energy crisis. But again, there are issues. Lot. There are going to be forests, there are going to be mountains, but I don't think you, if you can somehow convert, Chinese are good engineers, they're great engineers, yeah, exactly. by the way. They're mountains to build roads. Yeah. They build tunnels through the roads. That's a brilliant move. Chinese value their time. A lot of yeah. China for the Dude, you just, you just broke up over there. Can you like repeat what you said? I didn't actually, there was a moment of silence, yeah. right? I didn't break up. I just, just, yeah, you know, okay, okay, stressing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of hand movements. Yeah. Like, it should have been a good... Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 thing is, Chinese, like, great people. I respect them for the engineering they do. Mm. They're like, you know how it is in India, right? They build hairpins yeah, exactly. around yeah, mountains. Yeah. So they were like, okay, we can either build happens, but that's going to consume a lot of time for the driver. Hmm. So they like other people's time. So just they build tunnels, they dig tunnels. So my point is China can do something like that to their mountains and build solar panels across it like without affecting their wildlife. Okay, okay. Um, okay, they, somehow there is a scenario where they cannot do that without affecting the wildlife. Since I'm not against animals, I'm not going to suggest them to do that. But there are, there's a desert in China called Gobi Desert. Oh, okay. That's a desert. It's literally a desert. If you can tap Gobi Desert, I think a lot of China's energy needs would be solved just because of Gobi Desert. Hmm. And then you can use tidal energy, like 
lot of Chinese cities, people, a lot of Chinese people live in the coastline, like Elon Musk mentioned. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. In high electricity, which is very good because like, we live in this part of India called Kerala, which is an entire state, which we actually mentioned this in the previous podcast, which is not me, it's actually an unreleased podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we just recorded previously. Okay. okay, by the yeah. time it will be out, that will be released. So, um, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just, like we mentioned in the previous podcast, um, it, there the energy is enough. Like, majority of our energy needs are satisfied by that hydroelectric plant in this district called Idiki. Yeah, exactly. Like, one single that's it. We're not, we have a little bit of solar energy from the uh, airport, like Siddharth mentioned in a previous episode. But, um, most of like 90% of our energy okay, may not be exactly 90, but surely more than three fourth of our energy comes from that hydroelectric power plant. And um, put in, I'm giving some context here uh, 35 million people live in this Indian state called Kerala, where this hydroelectric power plant is. Hmm. That's like little less, like three, four million less than the entire population of Canada. Okay. So you can actually build something like hydroelectric power plant uh, in some regions of China where they receive heavy rainfall and that would provide some sufficient amount of electricity for yeah, them. Yeah, but there's, there's kind of like like um, limitations to like building uh, these dams and stuff, right? You need like two yeah. mountain valleys which are deep enough to like contain water and uh, all of that ecosystem yeah. will be lost. But I think China has those kind of res- like resources in the sense natural features because it's a large country. I think it's it's the fifth largest. I'm not sure again, mm. but it's definitely larger than India. And in Brazil is the sixth largest country. India is the seventh largest country. I'm I'm talking about with respect to landmass. Yeah. Okay. Way. So I think is fifth. Hmm. So anyway, so in a country of that sort. So of size, you can actually. I think there will be some kind of landmass. Yeah, right. you're right. Yes. Um, Chinese can try out that, but I think that um, hydroelectric plant would also work fine. Pretty fine. Gobi's hydroelectric plant would be enough to power the entire China. I think Japan can also follow the same thing because Japan's also a country where more than 90% of the population lives in cities. Hmm. And are not coastline cities, unlike China. So, but most of the land in like counties in Japan are unoccupied. So you can just oh, okay. Hmm. I think the northeastern part of India, which is a region that has a huge potential, but not a lot of people are uh, tapping to that potential. Mainly because of the political aspects, I guess. I'm not sure because a lot of tribal people live there. And uh, of course, we should protect the rights of the tribal people. But I think if we can reach in some sort of an agreement with them, we can build dams in regions like Meghalaya, where they receive a lot of rainfall and it's covered in mountains. So there ought to be some valley where it's suitable enough to build a dam and we can provide electricity. Exactly, yeah. Because Meghalaya is the region which receives more rainfall. The main sense that's the region which receives most rainfall in the. I don't know about the world, 
but in the country there's like there's like know. this one region in meghalaya right which receives the most amount of rainfall in the world yeah i knew i knew the name i just forgot yeah, this mosin syndrome mosin syndrome yeah mosin syndrome it's called mosin syndrome and apparently it like receives the most amount of rainfall in the world yeah so we got regions yeah. like that so if you can tap into that potential there's a lot of there's a lot of hydroelectricity in certainly enough to run the entire state of meghalaya because the state of meghalaya is actually smaller than the state of kerala which is provided propelled by three more than three fourth was definitely definitely more than three fourth i think 90% is to be fine but since i don't know the correct values i'm not gonna state it because oh. i don't want to spread any wrong infos so definitely more than 3/4 of the electricity is provided by that hydroelectric plant which receives much less rainfall than this meghalaya oh, okay. and we are only talking about one district not not like the entire state of kerala is uh, completely filled with rain no just one district you yeah, that's exactly. it maybe um, like it bordering states districts with idiki as well but no majority of one district there is, there are arid dry lands in kerala called Palakkad and stuff. That's an entire district, by the way, where there there's a serious problem of uh, water scarcity. Also, yeah. this is like we're not talking long distance. Maybe like two hundred, three hundred kilometers maximum. Maximum three hundred kilometers. Mm-hmm. The point is, the state of Meghalaya, the entire state receives a lot of rainfall. That's more than enough to propel the energy needs of the state. Yeah, right. So uh, you, they could have, they can do something yeah, like maybe. that. Yeah, yeah, you can take up some action not only meghalaya the nearby states of assam and nagaland um, uh, states like that they can also consider this option because the entire region falls into this rainfall category yeah. I, i think you can check out second that option as well it's not entirely bad then again in india there's a huge landmass of deserts in rajasthan which can provide a lot of electricity yeah. rajasthan the so thar right yeah thar deserts of rajasthan yeah. then there is tamil nadu actually tamil nadu i think a lot of their energy is propelled by uh, wind energy um, this yeah. wind like i think i don't know what how much con- like you know share how much how big is their pie like wind energy spy in the entire energy needs of tamil uh-huh. nadu i can maybe check that out you can keep jo- going <laughs> No, um, and Tamil Nadu has a lot of um, windmills, like, you know, wind mm. farms. Uh, so that's it. But also, one thing people are not talking about Tamil Nadu is that it's a re- region that receives a lot of sunlight. Like sunlight, in a sense, there are very less mountains in Tamil Nadu, so the sunlight is not getting blocked anyways. Mm. That's that's why they receive a lot of wind. Like there's nothing to block the wind. There's like it's a, it's a completely fill the mountain. not completely but majority of the region does not have mountains so they get the wind that's why there is a lot of wind farms in tamil nadu similarly they also receive a lot of sunlight there are a lot of regions in tamil nadu that receives tamil nadu okay. hmm. but lot of sun yeah apparently <laughs> like um tamil nadu produces like the most amount of wind energy in india totally and uh, apparently it produces like um 8480 megawatts 
Okay. How much uh, of that energy is being provided to that state? Like, you know, provided I, most, I, I'm assuming most I'm of it. Sure it's like around 11,600 megawatts. Okay. So the state's completely run no, by no, wind no. energy. Um, that's, no, that's, that's not what I'm saying. It's like a uh, total amount of energy consumption is around 11,600 megawatts. And like the, um, hmm. the wind energy potential is around 8,480 megawatts. Oh, okay. 8,000. I kind of heard yeah. 84,000. Uh, and yeah. like, uh, apparently it's like, um, 24% of the total wind energy capacity of the nation. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, there are not a lot of regions in India that can, okay, yeah, just 24. 24. Okay. Okay. That, Untapped regions in the exactly. country, as well. so people can government officials can look into that. But I think that solar energy can also boost up some of, like you know, sir, ease some of the energy prices in India. I don't think India, okay, I don't know. I don't think Kerala definitely does not have an energy crisis. No, uh, yeah, yeah. And by the way, in like um, India in general, the amount of solar like uh, users in like domestic homes is actually increasing. And frankly speaking, I'm actually one of those users. So, like, this, this is to be it, sorry. I, I also yeah, have solar exactly. panels above. So, like, a lot of people are actually coming to that solar panel method because, like, if you produce like uh, excess energy, apparently you can like, um, like, give it to the KSEB, that is Kerala State Electric Board. Yeah, you, you can, can do that. And uh, if there's excess energy, and actually they like cut that amount from your like annual electric bill. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. So that's that's very cool. Yeah. So okay, like talking about the future of like renewable energy, what do you think is like, um, what do you think about hydrogen energy? Hydrogen, are you talking yeah, about fission? Uh, hydrogen. Uh, no, 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 like the, uh, you know, these hydrogen run vehicles and stuff from water. Oh, yeah, yeah. I get it, I get it. But isn't it kind of hard to extract hydrogen from H2? Like the bond is pretty strong. Uh, right? I'm not sure about that, but like uh, apparently a lot of people actually use it, right? The startups, like they actually built a ship that takes water from the sea and is run by hydrogen and um, you know the excess waste produced which is actually water is put back into the hmm. sea okay interesting um, i don't know how they do it but there's a startup like it's a french based startup hmm. okay. um, the cold fusion actually the video on that startup that's how i come to know about it like, i don't know any other app there are there were I, like there were hydrogen powered cars, right? Are there still hydrogen powered cars? I think there are like hydrogen powered buses right now, which are running. I mean, rockets yeah. actually use yeah. hydrogen. Yeah, uses hydrogen fuel to like launch space satellites. No, no. I think everybody uses hydrogen okay. fuel. <laughs> Not okay. But it's pretty expensive. That's what I've oh, heard. Okay. And I don't... Again, that's another aspect. Talking about the future, like 100 years, solar energy. Solar energy, a lot of solar farms. I see a lot of solar. I, I predict a lot of solar farms will be built yeah. across the earth. And a lot of um, this 
geothermal farms untapped geothermal farms untapped um this wave tidal okay, what's it again called energy farms as well tidal energy i, I thought um like i mentioned okay some of you might think the my mention of tidal energy in couple of minutes ago as some sort of a bit negative actually i called it bad because it's untapped yeah and when it's untapped that's like lost you just lost exactly. an opportunity be it time resources money when it's untapped you just lost it just that just lost so <laughs> i think a lot of startups would be there again there would be vcs investing in them but not a lot of vcs are going to be excited in the same way as they got excited when they heard about the potentials of solar panels like you know, do not expect that kind of ex- excitement with this because this is again is very limited mm. but solar panels is not solar panels okay. uh, can i like just give some facts about like tidal energy yeah apparently like south korea has the seewa lake t- tidal power station which produces apparently like 254 megawatts yeah mm. so and it was mm-hmm. like a 355.1 million dollar project okay so it's like yeah, expensive is... you said 251 megawatts that's nowhere near yeah, paramega exactly. yeah sorry but like that's like the untapped potential right mm-hmm. remember but again 350 million is yes, a lot of money it is for that amount oh, of megawatts okay, okay. that's not uh, okay i'm going to have to correct that by the way uh, the annual generation capacity of the facility is 552.7 gigawatt hours 552 gigawatts means 5 terawatts okay that's that that Respect i think is kind yeah. of cool number Uh, the amount of money they put into it so vcs are going to take note of that maybe some tidal energy startups are underway right mm. now i don't know so yeah that that's a promising number yeah, that and if we build better technologies you can reduce the cost obviously yeah. so Apparently, that like, aspect um uk canada scotland france all these actually has like tidal tidal power plants does india have a tidal farm india yeah. us hmm. like canada is produce like a large yeah. amount of energy and stuff i mean my question is does india oh, okay, us or okay. canada uh, like country i'm not sure about uh, india okay i can check it out yeah tidal energy apparently i don't think it's Apparently, Gujarat is like starting on the first tidal energy plant. Yeah, Gujarat, to be frank, with respect to what I've seen, is pretty yeah. modern. <laughs> yeah, Gujarat's actually pretty cool place. Yeah. I like that. Apparently, place. like um, <laughs> India doesn't. Okay, apparently there's like a three point seven five megawatt plant in like. Uh, oh. 3.75 okay. megawatt yeah it's not, not a large amount apparently it was like planned or something like the gujarat okay, plan okay. was apparently like 50 megawatt and it's like planning to be like extended to like 200 megawatts yeah okay cool 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 large amount of stuff mm-hmm. yeah that's that's yeah. not very yeah, large but good. that's okay that's it's pretty good 
um okay i think it should be a crime if we didn't mention uh, like the possibilities of dark energy dark mm, matter okay dark you energy. might want to talk about I, that good uh, the thing about dark matter and dark energy is we don't know we haven't detected enough dark matter like any possible source of capturing or and detect okay we have detected it we have created mm. it in labs but um, there's there's no enough resources for procuring it for encapsulating it we don't have that kind of technological advance we don't have that kind of technologies oh. right now mm. uh, but uh, the thing is like more than 70% percentage mm. of the universe is filled with dark okay. matter dark matter you can it's just it's kind of like a neutrino this dark matter passing through our bodies right now but again we are not tapping it uh, we don't know how to tap it and uh, there's enough dark matter and dark energy in the entire universe that can like last sufficiently for a lot of generations okay. but again we don't know how to tap it okay that's a problem <laughs> so if we somehow figure out a way how to use dark matter i mean all these kind of like dude the world would not have an energy crisis yeah, if we right. do that dyson we build a dyson sphere which i think would be much easier than figuring out how to tap dark yeah. matter um that that would also solve the energy crisis but this is like a lot of energy you should also understand that we only know 3 to 4% of the universe yeah. but i mean we're talking about dark matter that's like more than around 70% of the universe 60 to 70% of the universe the dark matter more than that from maybe more than that again we don't have definite numbers all these are guesses because yeah. again that we only know like 3 to 4% of the entire universe yeah there's a lot of possibilities even in the even with the dark matter that's present in the observable universe that's like 3 to 4% that's enough okay. for us to sustain hmm. like even it's concentrated to a very small amount of that yeah that's enough again we don't know in like we don't know how to tap it at and like you said because it's untapped and like we don't know how to tap it it's like a disadvantage right yeah, yeah that's a disadvantage but again as the years passes people can develop the means and resources to tap it again 500 years ago um, I, we didn't have no any way to tap yeah. wind maybe like direction you know that direction that pointing thing like po- which points direction yeah. of wind flow uh, i don't know okay i'm not sure what it's called either and uh, we also had yachts 500 years ago so <laughs> but we we couldn't be built and make electricity yeah with the make electricity even we, there was no electricity yeah, exactly. <laughs> so again we can't judge be- just because it's untapped like again give humans enough time i'm pretty sure they'll figure out a way and that's what history has shown us like we figure out a way on a lot of stuff yeah no open minded maybe we were not less cruel than we were in the past no uh, i didn't hear you clearly can you like repeat it again it's just a general statement dude. like we are being more nicer we are being less yeah. cruel as the years exactly. pass by like yeah. we develop 
that's it. I just want to add about the dark matter fact because it's very big source of energy. That's that's very big untapped potential for us. So, do you, do you want to add anything? Uh, that's that, right? Yeah. yeah so, sure. can can we wrap it up? Uh, thank you guys for listening. Um, like, I hope you have a great day. And I'm Anirudh. And as always, you can check out our Twitter and Instagram page, which has the same handle at We Make Sound Thirty Four. Yeah. Also, like he mentioned in the beginning, we're there on Apple Podcasts right now, so you can stream on that as well. And thank you for listening. Hope you have a great.